0: Hello, this is Dan Chagru, and welcome to the More Art Than Science podcast, where I explore the relationship between music and commerce by talking to musicians, mostly guitarists, about how they got their start and how they make ends meet. Welcome back, everybody. I'm very happy to bring you Adam Levin on this edition of the More Art Than Science podcast. Adam is a very, very, very good friend. He's a musician, he's a teacher, he's a presenter. He uh, performs most recently with The Great Necks, a guitar trio. He has uh, a couple of CDs out with Duo Sonidos, uh, with William Knuth. He has started a nonprofit called Cathara Project, with which I'm involved. He is a virtuoso. He's an amazing guy. He um, eats a ton of food when he comes over. Um Puts me out of house and home. Um, here it is, my interview with Adam Levin. What was the experience at NEC sure. like? Yeah, and and, and moving I, into like, at what point did you start performing mm-hmm.
1: for money? Sure. Well, I went to NEC to having a transformational experience, and I think if you go to the promo video <laughs> for uh, NEC, I think Elliot actually says if if you don't want to come. A transformational experience don't come here and he takes all your beliefs and puts them upside down and he helps you reinvent yourself I, i i think you know he's a thrill to work with and also an exciting person just he has this energy this uh effervescence to his uh persona that is unlike most artists out there and uh, he really lit the fire under me and I think he he tends to do that with a lot of artists so that to me was convincing you know somebody who is a personality and who you could in a lineup of guitarists that you heard blindly you could identify him he's in it I mean for better or for worse you can identify and figure out who Elliot Fisk is and that's that's what I I Wanted in part for myself, and I wanted yep. to create an identity. And he also was—he's a maverick in terms of um, creating a new model for becoming a musician. And I think that's the twenty-first century model. Okay, um, so let's talk about what's the yeah. model. Yeah. So it's—it's it's a comprehensive approach. You know, I think um, the idea that you will go around the globe as a touring artist solely is is over. I think it so is. Like, so it, call it, that the Julian Breen model. Yeah, or, yeah, or the or the uh, Segovia model. I mean, yeah. it, it's where you're on the road constantly. Um, I th- I think you have to be a jack of all trades. These days, you have to, and that was part of the re- the reinvention that happened at New England Conservatory with Elliot was um, identifying Jack number one, right. Jack number
0: okay. so, two, Jack number yeah. three. So what are the, what are the, the Four or five jacks, or how many jacks are they, and what are they?
1: So, of course, I mean, if you're passionate about performing, that's that's uh, that can be Jack number one or two. You know, is okay. is cultivating yep. a performance career yep. and knowing how to build a life on the road. And then, you know, Jack number uh, number two or three is being a teacher, a pedagogue, yep. um, and knowing that in some way, whether or not you are music education or performance. Uh, major, you will teach unless mm-hmm. you hate it, in which case you know don't do it because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it will be uh yeah unhappy. unhappy yeah. So there's the teaching part of it. Then there's the entrepreneurial side of it. You know whether or not you want to create infrastructure that's not there or help reinvent infrastructure, artistic infrastructure that's already there.
0: Okay, so what do you mean by
1: infrastructure? so so, yeah. so for example, like um becoming. An administrator for for a guitar festival, or creating your own guitar festival, mm-hmm. or starting a guitar society, or starting a nonprofit um, with a mission that's associated with music education or the guitar, or maybe mm-hmm. not, or just be an activist. Yep. Um, and there's, you know, also I, I think it's also being a j- jack of all trades. It's also figuring out how to have a personal life. Um, yeah. That. that okay. You know. D- um, that's very important. Is is finding a balance that works for you, um, and being on the road is very different than being at home. Teaching is very different than performing, and mixing all that is very.
2: Important.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to put personal life as something that sure. No matter what career you choose, you got to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Are there? What about the the people who are um, making a living as let's call it presenters or agents, uh, promotion of music. Is is that something that's totally outside of the NEC realm, or is that like a, another jack that you sort so, of so
1: yeah? I mean, you know the the age of managers is dying quickly. That that model is is no longer applicable in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had managers uh, in the past, and I, and I and I still have a manager, but much of the uh, promotion and Concert solicitation comes from me as well. It's my okay. personal network. So you have to also, yeah, it's the it's the hat of being a ma- your own manager. Okay. So can you give an example of what, like, maybe something that a manager did for you earlier in your career? And I know in the grand scheme of things you're still fairly early in your sure, career. Sure, yeah. like, what... no, Absolutely. I mean, I, I got a, a recital at Spivey Hall, which is like... One of the most important uh, concert halls in America, up there at the Carnegie Halls, and, and, and a manager got and, and he right. got yeah, and I probably would not have been able to get that by myself. So, so how
0: how did he work that, and, and did you and how did the pay for that work like?
1: He, um, well, you know, he, he went to the presenter, the the artistic director, and, and gave him my press kit, and uh, with my resume, clips, video, uh, video clips, just the whole thing, and then just try to and just try to sell. How I was unique. At that point, was he also uh, responsible for having created your
0: press kit? Yeah. Or so my
1: manager—that was—that was extremely helpful, is okay. having somebody objective, not me, create a press kit that helps sell me. Okay. Um, I mean, it's something that I've learned to do myself because I, yeah. it's just a part and parcel with being a musician is learning how to sell yourself. You're sure. a, a glorified salesman, as another, <laughs> another jack. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So yeah, so he he he, he sold me to uh, to this presenter, and, and you know said so I was championing new Spanish music, and and also playing alongside you know masterworks from the past, you know s- s- Spanish masterworks, Baroque, et cetera, et cetera, and also presenting sort of the best of new Spanish music. So, so, so that the, was unique to to the presenter.
0: And so for, the manager was able to put. Two things together essentially. One is uh, the story of Adam in a in a way that's consumable by a presenter, um, and then the other is just the fact that he had this contact, the, the presenter. Yeah, I mean, and so so the contact. So is is this the kind of thing where after one time, so you you know, you know, you could say to a young a freshman in NEC or whatever college coming up. Okay, you need your manager for like that first time to build the kit. Once mm-hmm. you build the kit once, you're going to kind of have an idea on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need the manager to introduce you to sort of the, <coughs> the world of yeah. the presenters. And I, then once you have that, you can kind of go off on your own? Or is is there... Are I there think there, people... there are
1: steps before. I okay. mean, the manager... Was there. I mean, there were years between graduating from NEC and getting my manager. Okay. Yeah. So... When I was in, this is another great thing about graduate school, is like Elliot encouraged me to go out to the community and give community performances. Yep. Whether at, uh, it was at uh, elderly homes yep. or in hospitals, it was his way of helping me articulate who I was mm-hmm. and what I wanted to present in an informal, non-traditional setting. Um, so and and, so, and, and that's, that's very important. That, that was the, the wellspring from which I drew from to start selling myself. Mm-hmm. afterwards and so tell me a couple stories about playing for those
0: highs and low points of playing community shows
1: uh, well the, the the high point is that you all of your sort of angst and um, feeling maybe negative feelings that you might have about uh, performing maybe something new and fresh and you're just like I gotta you know, I'm worried about playing this you don't have to worry with, with uh, these people are here to enjoy mm-hmm your presence in the music. So you can... It relaxes you. It makes you understand that people are so appreciative of any music you can give them. Um, it's a gift. And so that, that that's a high. A low is... It's so it's a, it's an erratic situation. There might be, be there might be somebody talking. There might be somebody rolling in with a, a tray of food, or there might be you know somebody screaming saying, "Hey, you know, can not you p- play something from the shtetl? You know, can you play you know a Christmas tune? Can not you play something I know?" And I'm like, um, "Do you know, um, Re- Recordos de or <laughs> or do you know?" And they're like, "No, I don't." Yeah. <laughs> back when yep. I was a whippersnapper this is what I, got, I used to listen to you know, so I'm glad you said
0: that yeah because I did I got a little bit of that when I was doing the uh, charity gigs because I've heard you know well they're, they're always they're there to appreciate and they appreciate everything you do and I but, and for, the, for the most part they do but there are they can be kind of few, demanding there's a few hecklers yeah. who are like you know yeah. can't
1: you just play happy birthday you know it's <laughs> but it really it, it's it's such I, I think that feeds into um, the idea that music is so spontane, uh, spontaneous mm. and you have to sort of feed off the energy of your audience Audience. If the tea, you nev- I mean, people will be coughing. There might be a baby in the audience. There might be something who someone who has to get up in the middle of a piece because yep. they're having a coughing fit, or they have to go to the bathroom. You don't know what you're getting It it gives you a real life sense of like how the world's like. It's it's in, you know, it's like at any moment anything could happen. Yeah. And at the at the low point is, I think it it humbles you. You have to realize that in those situations in the community, it's not all about you. And that you're, even though you're there and everybody should appreciate you, you're in a binding contract too because you agreed to share this music. And so give it your best and, and that's all.
0: Yeah. So So it's not, so the lesson isn't, you know, pull a Glenn Gould and just withdraw and not play out anymore because somebody coughed. It's rather
1: accept the coughing. Uh-huh. except that people cough and okay. move forward yeah yeah i know it's like it's it's uh, it's like how wonderful you know it's like that's great all right you know it's it's it's
0: organic all right so i I, pull, I think i pulled you a little bit off track there so we so we're you're in the world where elliot's encouraging you to go play out and you're playing yeah. out at community centers um, So you have to senior, build up,
1: you have to build up your resume you have to like where you're playing i was playing you know in in uh, schools uh, geriatric hospitals yep. and then i i played in libraries then i um, I started I playing in, yeah. in local concert series. I remember uh, there was one in Jamaica Plain the Lauren Greenoff that was like one of my first formal series. Yeah. And that you know it only takes one to start building your resume. Yeah yeah. And the thing is here's another important thing. <clears throat> performing at schools um, at hospitals at, is the exact same thing as performing in a concert hall. You have to give the same energy whether mm-hmm. it's a concert hall or it's um, a school filled with, um, uh, you know, with a thousand kids. Because you still have the same responsibility, and that is to give the best damn show possible. Yep. Yep. And so, if you begin to differentiate, you're starting to look down at, at uh, performance opportunities, and they're all if you if you leverage them and use them as a positive platform to move to the next level. Yep. That's how you start, you know, moving up in the world. So does
0: library shows are those typically? Uh, are, are those like a step up from community shows, and and uh, or is that? I mean, I are think they sometimes paid, or how does that work? Yeah, is, I mean,
1: there's, for example, there's the Portsmouth Public Library in New Hampshire. Um, I, I know they like have a, a, a series. I know Hingham Pub, Public Library has a a paid series. Okay. So it's yeah. I mean, are they the creme de la creme? No, but um, I, I think but it's it, a step up, it's, meaning it's no longer volunteering. You're sort of yeah. applying and getting uh-huh. paid. It's
0: professional. Yeah.
1: Some level absolutely, and now, and this is this just came out in the last few years. You got something like Group Muse, which is a platform where you have these house concerts and it monetizes artistry, it gives an opportunity to showcase uh, artists in non traditional venue. It's so there are these new resources. For artists to make okay. a living yeah
0: and so how far in this uh, continuum from the community shows uh, schools old age homes to libraries how many years or and i imagine weddings as well as yeah i mean years? that's another
1: in grad school i i i was i think i put my my name on gigmastercom okay. and and i used to you know make five six hundred dollars in a weekend maybe more uh, playing weddings it's a good I mean if that's something you're into by all means go for it it's it's a very lucrative uh, industry yeah um, and if, if you can make a name for yourself I, I know one of the the, the grad students from NEC he went on returned to Chicago and is now the number one gig master guitarist and the not.com um, he, he's I shall use his name his name's Jim perona he's, he's nice. that's that's yeah. what he does. And he he's got so, gigs every single night. That one's
0: for free, Jim. But when this podcast gets bigger, we're gonna charge for yeah. <laughs> promotion. <laughs> ping, ping, ping. Yeah. <laughs> so gig master, and what was the other the one that you noticed that he's number
1: one on uh, the, the, the knot. dot com. Oh, the knot. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like, gigging is, I mean, that's that's a great resource to survive. Did and, you have to
0: learn specialized repertoire? Or did you just come up and be like, "I'm oh, going to play that"? So, like, the Sam I Dungan mean, you, book or-
1: you can. I mean, you've got you know the Brazillas and everything who want you to play things that are not possible on solo guitar, <laughs> but you sort of uh, you know make arrangements. But um, I, what I did is I took a uh, workbook that I used as a child that has like 200 songs in it, and I would just play from top to bottom, and that would usually be enough for uh, for a ceremony and cocktail hour or whatever else I need to cover so it's it yeah it's definitely it's a great resource uh weddings uh for making some cash during school after school making a livelihood of it fantastic Yeah, yeah okay
0: all right so you're doing the weddings these gigs mm-hmm. and and so how how long does it did it take for you before you were able to attract the interest of a manager is that how it basically works like sure I think
1: I think I had um I think it was like 2011 it was actually right when I came back from Spain um so I had
0: you had already commissioned all these works which by yeah. the way you can hear about in the um, all strings considered podcast you talk
1: a lot about the, yeah about, about this the, the, the new Spanish um, music talk about that. yeah Three and four, the one with both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, wait, what was the question?
0: <laughs> um, so I, I was surprised that you didn't, so you got the manager after you had the Fulbright and you had commissioned yeah. uh, at least two CDs worth of work.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, so I
0: mean. That's it, a lot. Uh, that's a big resume. You'd think the manager's be knocking down your door. Yep.
1: You know, I, what I've learned is, when, especially when you're young, nobody's really knocking. You have to knock on their door. That that's the thing is it, it, you cannot go into this this uh, sport so to speak um, expecting people to call you. Yeah. You need to pester them, call them time and time until they say no. Um, and that's you know uh, that, that's something I'll, I'll take to the grave. You cannot you can't have a chip on your filter. You can't expect anybody to do anything for you. You need to do it. And then if you get lucky and happen to to score a manager, then you still have to. <laughs> do all of that and more you know it's it's, it's not it well, doesn't so, yeah. it doesn't fix everything you know you just so you essentially you have four eyes looking um on this on the street for gigs rather than just two so the thing that i think about and
0: maybe this reveals a chip on my shoulder is you know so you've got a manager and and now the manager is just another set of eyes and do you, how much of the the money that you're making out of your own blood, sweat, and tears is going to this manager. Between is...
1: it's usually between ten and twenty okay. percent, depending on who you're working that's, with. That's not Which too is bad. honestly, yeah. It, yeah, you have to. Another thing I'm going to say, and and people will be like, "Yeah, you know, you got to you know pinch pennies." You have to spend money to make money. Yeah, and may I repeat that again? You have to spend <laughs> money to make money. If and you, you if you're not willing to do that, um, then. Certain opportunities will not be there for you. It's just it, it. You have to. It's, it's companies do it. It's it's a
0: corporate model. You have, sure, to, of course. You, yeah, know? you have to invest. But you're saying in this context, you're saying don't
1: be afraid to give a, a yeah portion. Of course, of you, of your course. I'm happy to give him a percentage of it. He he needs the manager needs to make a living too. Yeah, you know it's it's an economy and, and, and right. And the
0: manager's business model is imagine if he's getting ten to twenty percent of your cut, he's managing. Six, seven, eight guitarists or musicians. Artists, yeah. Artists. I mean,
1: it, it would. There are models out there that promote many guitars at once, and it becomes difficult because you know it's at, like at who, what number from your perspective.
2: How more than two, <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> more than three, because like, who are you gonna who are you gonna pitch first? Yeah, you know, it's like it's like who gets the first uh, but, first dibs. But how
0: does that person survive on three if he's getting ten percent per?
1: Oh no! I mean, they're they're gonna represent a quartet, a string. There's almost no managers out there that are just doing guitar. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. the model that, is the... you d- diversify. Gotcha. Diversify. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't get a, a manager who already has yeah. a solo I mean, it, it, it,
0: guitarist yeah. if that's your thing. Yeah, yeah
1: I mean, most it's it's fine. You know, to, one or two or three is fine. But after that, it's like, how can you trust they're they're, they're yeah. gonna pitch you before you know Joe Blow or right. or yeah. you know or Sarah. who's Sarah? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's good that you didn't say Sarah Blow because that wouldn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: and and, and so um, okay. So how many years do you have
1: uh, the the manager
0: now? Before uh, do you still have a manager now?
1: I do. It's okay. a it's a different one. Um, okay. So I, I had one manager for Let's see, from six years seven years? I can't. It. Um, I tran I changed in fall of two thousand seventeen.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh okay. So that was recently, yeah very yeah. recently. Yeah,
1: and so, and you know, like I say about. About sixty percent of the work comes from me. Forty percent from the manager. Maybe it more of one year to the next. It it's, and you're not giving him any cut when it's coming from you, obviously. Um, if I if if he deals with the contracting, yes. But if I so, if I deal so, with it, then no. Oh, okay. So so but it uh, depends. The, the, I mean, some some managers, whether it's you or 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 he or she that finds the job, the work they get a percent uh, okay. it's, it's exclusivity and so in your case you're already you saying that um,
0: there's a, a, a sort of like a sliding scale like if it's if he finds the gig and does the contracts he gets X percent somewhere between 10 and 20 if you find the gig and he does the contract then he gets some portion of that percent yeah Okay.
1: It, that, that's one model yeah it, okay um, it really depends on the manager mm-hmm. yeah
0: And it's, and when you say it depends on the manager you're also saying don't, you know, it takes money to make money. In other words, don't be afraid of the manager who's asking for a bigger cut. because if you Yeah, a I cut, mean, it if it's more be than better.
1: 20%, then you just start asking questions. Right. Unless they're, okay. you know, getting you Carnegie Hall style gifts yeah, every right. time, you know. I'm
0: just making a distinction between, like, don't not get a manager because that's an investment. And, okay, you're getting a manager. Yeah. Now, consider that the one who's asking for more might be doing you more money. More work, yeah. rather. Okay. It's possible. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's another topic is publicists. Yes that's I so with managers, you can track their work mm-hmm. um, and there's you know you either get the gig or you don't yeah. yeah with publicity, it's a very mysterious world. you pay a fee and you may or may not get the uh, publicity that you're looking for right. whether whether it's a, a good or bad publicist it, it is still you know. It's up for grabs whether it's going to work out. You know, they reach out to press, they have, they make press press releases, and they send it out, and they send the CD. But the the writer, the editors, um, may decide not to uh, write yeah, a review.
0: So we yeah, we're, well, like I guess I shouldn't say we. Yeah, I'm familiar with the world world of publicity coming from uh, the private sector and dealing with people in PR. Um, and I think there's enormous value in publicity done well. Uh, and I think it's also extremely difficult to measure um, when it's been done well. So, yeah. in other words, what are the metrics? And and yeah. some don't give any at all. Like, um,
1: so, I mean, for us, the metrics are are the reviews about whether it's CDs or concerts. That's <laughs> one metric. Another one is like your you know, there are social media publicists who that's mm-hmm. all they do is they focus on uh, your image and branding mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. So, what does your you know? How much presence do you have online?
0: But but what so what does the pay, con what does the contract look like for a publicist where you know so you so, x so, number of reviews yeah. is x number of dollars? Or yeah, okay. so
1: with a manager you pay a retainer every month, and then a, a um, and then a percentage. Okay. Publicist, you pay a monthly uh, retainer, and there's no guarantees, and it could be anywhere between one and four thousand dollars a month, depending on how expensive they are, how well known, how yep. how plugged in they are. And, and then there's, there's no metric that they're giving you for that money. Uh, you know, for, four, for no, they will four. tell you. I mean, they will tell you who, who they're going to reach out to. But there's they, how can they can't guarantee that a, a writer is going to uh, gu- guarantee that they're going to review well, you that, or that's gar- or review you well. I mean, yeah, they well
0: they could do a pay per play, right? So they could say something to the effect of, yeah. and you know, I'm just spitballing here, but. Um, you know, you'll have you – know, hire me for six months. By the end of the six months, you'll have at least four reviews. One of those re- reviews will have, um, you know, distribution of at least 100,000, um, meaning, you know, something like uh, whatever, classical yeah. magazine, what's the creme de la creme, you know. A full-page review in a classical
1: guitar magazine, or I don't know. Yeah, most, I mean, it, sure. Most valuable I mean, these days. Yeah, but they would ne- they would never do that. <laughs> they would ne- it would never happen. It, it, Ivory have is been business. Is it
0: is it possible? Because so we have a because I, I told you told me earlier this morning that you were able to score a, a radio interview um, with the uh, local public radio in, in Rhode Island. And that was on your own, yeah? Yeah, so, no, I mean. So it, it, yes. it's so, the same models of where you have a manager for a few years, after a while you can kind of start to do it yourself. Now you've had publicists for a few years, now you can kind of start to do that yourself. Save yeah. a few grand a month and maybe do a better job of it. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but the thing is it's my time. My, right? time, my yeah. time. I mean, it's like I need to be spending time practicing and, um, and developing my artistry. Uh, and so as you get older, you, know, you need to weigh how much time it's going to take to start reaching out to all these folks. And yeah, I, it, will it be worthwhile to have this radio, this radio thing? Yeah, that would be great. Would it be nice to, to have somebody do it for me? Yes. Um, is, it, is it worth my time? Because if it, if it helps me learn m- new music that will, I can use in, in shows that will make, make me substantially larger fees, um, it'll, it'll outweigh the fee for a publicist.
0: You mean if you, yeah. you mean yeah the opportunity cost? I mean if you didn't have to reach out to this radio dude yeah. that, and you had used that time instead to learn a piece that would have gotten you reached in, to a new level of artistry yeah. or or audience sure. or both, uh-huh. then
1: then you would have obviously rather yeah. used a publicist. No. Now,
0: so what happened in this case? Like let's yeah. So you know you,
1: you reach out you say I, you know I, I'm the artistic director of this uh, guitar festival at the University of Rhode Island. Get back can back you up for yeah. just a second because before you reached out you had a publicist. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. And and that but that was. That was for a different project. That that publicist was uh, promoting my newest release, which was on the Naxos label, my twenty first twenty first century Spanish guitar volume three. So that was that project. The, for for the festival, that was all on me. Unless I right. went to hire a, a publicist yep. at, a, at a couple grand a month, you know. Th- that, okay. This I it was up so, to me. I mean, I know what she what a person would do to promote. Uh, a festival yep. or an event. You know, you you call that. You call, the, you, call the, you call the radio stations. You call the news outlets. You call the print. You call online. You. It's it's just, it's a campaign. That's 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 that's, that's the question here. Is like, do you can you, either by yourself or with your resources, create a campaign presence, just like Obama? If I had a, if I had if I had a a billion dollars, I'd be on every billboard and I'd be a I'd be a hit. In one second, it's just, it's and, and to some extent there, there's there's luck, there's pure you know talent and how and how good you are, and then there's your investment and in return, like how much you're able to invest in your career and then the the return on it. Uh, uh, President Obama was able to put substantial money enough. That it would it would elevate his status even beyond how sensational he is, but mm-hmm. just it's it just, you want to sensationalize yourself, and and yeah. and and that's what it's campaign style. That that that's what you you have to yeah. mimic in some ways. So I'm I'm going for the broadest possible audience here, Adam. So yeah.
0: I don't want to alienate any of the many Trump supporters who are also <laughs> patrons of the arts. Yeah, of course. So uh, can we you know go right on the <laughs> monster, <obviously>. uh, <laughs> um what so so i i don't want to tie back just for a second but it's it's you know it's like here we because we didn't really i didn't do you justice so maybe i'll add this to the uh, uh the intro but here you are a uh, guitarist performing guitarist uh jack one uh, a teacher who brings a lot of passion to uh, uh your teaching and students and i'll say that, uh, not just because uh, you are my teacher and because you give um, great lessons, but also you put in the effort of having, you know, student-led recitals, which also takes time and effort um, and also builds community. And then now we're now we on to Jack 3, Entrepreneurial, which is, here's Adam, um, oh, by the way, not just teaching private, but you're also teaching at URI, mm-hmm. and now at URI, you're building a guitar festival, mm-hmm. which, um, w- w- so... Th- ton of work and in addition to the CDs which you know you've, you've put out and which we should <clears throat> we should talk about um, and which were promoted through a separate publicist, now you have a guitar festival that you need to put on your entrepreneurial hat to promote and so you've made a decision, okay I have a publicist for my CDs, they've done X, Y, and Z, I'd actually also be curious to you know how much did they do, were you happy with what they did um, for the CDs and then for whatever reason you're thinking okay for this festival I don't Have the money. I mean, you talk about um, investment, like Obama makes, for example, that that investment is a combination of hustle and money, right? Or time Mm -hmm. and money. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, maybe maybe make the analogy a little, take the analogy a little bit further. It's like Obama had volunteers who were inspired by his message Mm -hmm. and thus probably put a little more hustle into the work that they did. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the Stories yeah, he had a that, that team. Tell. He, he, had he had a team. team of believers, and yeah, yeah I, I think
1: it's. I'm still, I think, rather uh, a solo act in, in a lot of these initiatives. Like, I've created a small team uh, in Rhode Island for the guitar festival, but I, I I need more of a team in the future, and that and that you know, and I think it's worth the investment of my time and the resources I was able to to scrap together uh, to do this because I think the return. Going forward, will be will be uh, tenfold, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you know I'm building a following for the festival. I mean, right. I the yep. amount of, every day, every every article that's out there, every news spot, I get ten or fifteen um, subscriptions. Uh, to my website. Nice. The, the, not my personal website, but the faster right. website. Yeah, good. And so, this is how, that's how you build infrastructure. And then also, you know, I've, I'm trying to build infrastructure through Cathara Project, this nonprofit. That's what I was talking about. It's like, you can, you've got to wear, yeah, these different hats. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing the performing, you know, touring. I'm balancing that with my teaching. You know, it's like, I, I, I come home and i got to give 110% to my students because they're trying, they're trying to call or carve out a career like I am for myself. So I have to be on my game all the time and mm-hmm. i <laughs> I may be really tired. Uh,
0: yeah. It's, it's so awesome stuff. I'm, 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 cognizant of your time. Cause I know you're, you're, um, preparing for the guitar fest coming up. Um, a couple of things maybe to, to try to wrap. Um, first of all, just, um, maybe big picture, um, investment and return. You know, we talked about early days of, of early career, um, I think, you know, giving the free concerts and then it's giving the, I don't know, what, what, what would a library pay? Like the Portsmouth series, what would that... I don't cost? know,
1: probably 500, 700 bucks. Okay, not, you
0: know. okay, so not small peanuts. And then the, you know, if you can establish a name for yourself in The Knot or on Gigmaster, I think... you're yeah, you, I mean... five be- 600 bucks a weekend, that's also... Yeah, that's no, fantastic. Yeah, and, and, then, and then fees... What would a locally famous, oh, let's put it this way a group muse artist is making per night somewhere around, I don't know, two or three hundred bucks, maybe, yeah. I would guess. Um, if you're playing the Concord Academy, I'm trying to think of like the next step up in sort of a local, you know, the Concord Academy has that like relatively
1: small yeah. um, performance place.
0: or Greenhouse, Green House, Green House. Yeah. what's, are they paying? What are, what is yeah, that? It's, it's, it's usually,
1: they'll usually guarantee something and then they'll have like a portion of the door okay. ticket sales. What are we talking about roughly? I don't know, maybe 500 bucks. Okay. Not, not, not a lot, but the thing is like, uh, 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 sorry, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, there's different, you know, stratas. I mean, you do a gig, you do a local concert. It's going to be like, you know, somewhere between three and 700 bucks. Then when you're starting to get into that, th- you get, you know, Higher paid gigs, university, they get into like the maybe thousand to two thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the sort of uh, more established concert series, then you get you know three to four or five thousand, depending like, on your stature. Boston Guitar Society brings in their
0: artist series. They bring in Zoran D- Dutich. They're, yeah. they're paying him roughly three grand. Yeah, that. Yeah, right? three to four grand three probably. Four grand. Okay. Yeah, and they bring in the big name like uh, David Russell. They're
1: probably paying. Ten, Even, or... probably a little less a little less yeah. okay, okay. I, you know I, I it, it, it varies you know it's like it just it's all about the negotiation it's like it's, yeah. it could be if one day they they sold the they wrestled at seven thousand the next day it might be at eight it might so, be it depends on how much money is in the system at that moment so I'm getting
0: a sense for like here's some of the business and economics for being an artist right mm-hmm. doesn't so it certainly doesn't sound easy um, certainly sounds like it's something you have to bring passion into. You know, you have friends, cohorts who graduated with you, your class, class before you, class after. Those who, you know, I'm sure some had a lot of help from parents paying tuition. Some who had, you know, take a lot of loans. How many of the musicians, and you're 10 years out of school now? 10 years out of your master's? Uh 10 years? How many are, um, you know just paying off the interest. Um, how many have made a dent in the interest for, for tuition? I'm trying to figure out the return investment for your Yeah, tuition. I mean, I, I would, I would yeah.
1: say probably 60-40 receives um, some sort of aid. Mm-hmm. And I think probably 20, 10 to 20% have paid are, are Are done paying. Yeah, okay. maybe less. Most people are still paying it in <clears throat> a lot of it. That, that, that's a whole different problem. Like funding a music education, like this is a systemic problem. It's like in in the U.S. especially. in the the U.S., it's like I would as I would recommend anybody who was seriously thinking about music to get the best bang for your buck. Do not go into debt with uh, maybe an undergrad, maybe a little bit for grad if you if necessary, but you can find great education for for very you know very little and um, you, you can find great there's a lot of great teachers out there got a great, great uh, pack practitioners and stuff like that but you know the the upward mobility in the in the music world is such that it's unpredictable i couldn't tell you how much a uh, musician's going to make out when they when they graduate from a uh, conservatory I mean, because, right. and, and the thing is like, you're not, most of the time you are not going to walk out of the university or a conservatory and get a job right. in music. There's no guarantee yeah. there. Okay. So um, so
0: if I'm hearing what you were saying a, a minute ago correctly, it's, it's uh, you know, you're, you're recommending that the, the personal investment go t- through um, uh, the BA or the Bachelor of Arts and possibly an MA, but think seriously when you get the BA, you know, are there other avenues that you can get? Yeah. A similar education
1: uh-huh, through a combination of what, like internet, YouTube. Uh, no, 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 solo no. no, no. I am talking about just find universities that are are cheaper. State oh, go to, go to cheaper. Yeah, no, no, yeah, okay. F- find value. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. don't I necessarily mean, go to a conservatory. Yeah, get, okay. I, And I, I am also a strong believer in the in university education over conservatory. And the mm-hmm. reason is that in conservatory, it's like they have they have one job to create um, the best musicians possible. Mm-hmm. At university, their best job their their job is to create the best human being, and so I I think there's a distinct advantage. I think you can find schools with music strong music departments that can help you develop your 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 human qualities. Um, you know, take classes in psychology, take classes in physics, chemistry. You know, the sciences. Uh, you know, read Tolstoy. Not you know you have a lot of time to just do music. And I, and I think this, and this all feeds into the economics mm-hmm. because when you educate yourself correctly, it informs you on how to make good decisions, practical decisions afterwards. And the thing is that conservatory and education, and this is, this is like a major discussion point, uh, schools of music, conservatories... Do not fully inform you on how to survive. It is, they, they it, 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 I, it, yeah, it's just, it's insane, but it's true. It's like, if you talk to my colleagues who I graduated with not that long ago, within the last decade, they feel that they were not prepared yeah. by their, their, I mean, they were given excellent educations. They were given the best education. And musical education. But yeah, yeah, music education. But the practice, like, how am I going to get a job? How am I going to pay my taxes? How am I going to find an accountant? How am I going to find gigs? Mm-hmm. How am I going to find a place to live? How am I going to pay for that place to live? These are all very important questions that nobody tells you about when you're going, when you're paying that $50,000 a year. Yeah, And I'm, you know, I, um, the system has to survive. I mean, and, um, this is, you know, New England Conservatory, fanta- I love it, but, um, again it's adapting to the 21st century model yeah, the fact that yeah. your students yeah, are going to become yeah. a, a, many different things it sounds like it's even more than that it's not it's
0: not just adapting to the technology it's it's you know 21st century t- technology it's just adapting to commerce whether it's 18th century or 19th century like i imagine like that school would give a great musical education in the 19th century and still not tell people how to make a living once they got out forget about the technology no. aspects which is essentially another opportunity
1: yeah right no I'm gonna say it's like it, I, I, for for the people who are either oh. trying to make it or considering different avenues I, I would say I would say I would write down on a piece of paper what are the things you want to do what do you want to accomplish like with music like, yep. what do you who, who do you want to become like what, what, what's what just write it five yeah. things yeah and also if, if you want to play more write five write down on a piece of paper, five places you'd like to play mm-hmm. local and um, within the state, uh, across the country, internationally. And then you know take steps. you know you can broaden the umbrella. Yeah. you can open it up further and further but st- start simple Just, and I always I, I'm always telling my, my students write things down the physical action of writing, Makes things happen.
0: I must be a star student. You never even had to tell me to do that, and I was doing it from the beginning. From <laughs> I know. The get yeah. go. I,
1: you're a natural. you yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky to have me. Exactly. I I am. I am.
0: <laughs> so if we can think six weeks out from what so when this podcast comes out, what what's the thing that you most want people to check out? Is it will will four be coming on up? Is th- three is already out, yeah. right? So, 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 right so
1: right now, uh, the, the next thing... So, vi- I have these three volumes of 21st century Spanish guitar. The third one I'm super excited about. It's got three of the most important living Spanish composers on it. Anton it Garcia is... Abril, Cristobal Helfter, ha- who I worked 10 years to get a piece from him, and I, I got a, uh, my fourth piece uh, from um, Leonardo Vallada And then one of my personal favorites... Um, Eduardo Morales Caso mm, and then this cool. fantastic yeah. female composer Laura Vega who, oh, I, yeah. who I found I went to a concert of hers uh, um, at the Auditorio Nacional in uh, Madrid and I just went up to her afterwards I was like you must write me a piece and so and I've got and then I've got uh, there's another piece by uh, Jose Luis Greco who's an expat but uh, lives in Spain <clears throat> so volume 4 is coming out but everything you just said was volume three. Yeah, that's yeah, volume that's, three. That's volume, that's yeah. available now. Yeah, that's on. And it's on so iTunes, yes. Amazon. Great. Don't yeah. get and it on I, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: and I, I love it. And I actually also I'm I'm a fan of uh, volume one as well. That's the one with um, there was an apple tree, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's, that. that's that the uh, Octavio uh, Vasquez.
1: Okay, and when can we look forward to volume four? Uh, 2019. I'm also All I'm right. working on uh, a new album that's going to be released for Duo Sonidos, my oh. violin and guitar uh chamber music group we're, we're releasing our second album and we got some some killer this is actually a first of three uh volume series of all the uh arrangements of Greg Nestor who's this master arranger that we've befriended and then also my newest collaboration with Israeli mandolinist oh, yeah. uh Jacob Reuven but, so but it, uh,
0: yeah truly you are wearing many hats I think you've <laughs> made Elliot Fisk proud (laughs) um and uh yeah hopefully my my, parents do your parents (laughs) do yes um and i thank you very much for your time adam yeah thank you dan all right there it is thanks again to adam levin that is a wrap on episode five of the more art than science podcast and here it is nostos one composed by Octavio vasquez and performed by adam levin